0: Hello. There are noises going on before I go live, trying to throw me off and make me laugh. But I'm too professional for that. I'm Mark Humes, Dungeon Master of the Stars. No, that's not true. Uh, welcome, friends. I miss, I miss you. We're back. <laughs> I got shady with that one, uh, which is always, I always like it when I get shady with a joke. Uh, welcome, friends. Welcome back to Night's Evening Star. We're back. I'm sorry that we missed last week. That's on this guy. Uh, I wasn't feeling very well, but we're back now and we're going to play some Dungeons and Dragons. I'm going to play it with these four beautiful sexy kind people they are jonathan indivino aka shady penguin nate sharp anna prosser and mika burton my dear friends welcome welcome welcome
1: thank you mark complimented me and now i feel warm and fuzzy inside and i don't know what to do about it
0: (laughs) that's a better reaction than most people when i compliment them so i'll take it for sure uh hello how are we all doing nate's just completely hiding the face now
1: i
2: said no you (laughs) no <laughs> argue
1: reverse card <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> my and blue guy,
1: eyes he
0: kybered <laughs> me um, going flip. Yeah. <sighs> how's everyone doing everyone good ready for some dungeons and dragons
1: yes. yes wait we have to say that white text friend is sexy as well
0: white text is i see now the thing have is, is i don't want part? to get i don't want to ever give clues away about white text friend and if i'm nice <laughs> to white text friend maybe that rules out some of the oh. people that i've seen that people think white text friend is. That's true. I'm nice just to
3: white text friend. I think we can establish that white text friend is is well a, a paragon of humanity. It's true, it's true. If they are human. Mm. It, th- we don't know. A actually. paragon of sentience.
0: sentience. There it is. Hmm. Indeed, indeed. Uh let's like it's been a week. I just want to have a quick catch in. Uh, what have, how have people been? Have you guys been good? What have you been up to? What's exciting you at the minute?
3: I've been riding horses
0: running horses that's yeah. wonderful nice jealous i'm very jealous i had jealous the weirdest experience
3: this morning i woke up early like at 7 naturally which is what not, i know i know <laughs> what and i was laying in bed relaxing and i was like you know what sounds good <laughs> gardening and i got out of bed and i went in my backyard and i dug up plants and i put in new plants and that was wow. my morning. And it felt great.
1: So
4: grown up.
3: Can we get some GGs in chat for Anna's productive morning, everyone?
1: For good you
4: gardening. GGs for good gardening.
3: for good gardening. It felt it felt very strange because it's one of those things that you're always like, oh, I'd love to do that. Like, if I had time, like, that'd be so fun. I should try that sometime. And I, it was like an out of body. Like, I just floated out of my bed and into my backyard <laughs> and into the soil. It was great. I planted yeah. strawberries. I'm afraid they're going to freeze, but I planted them. <laughs>
0: If, I, if my Stardew Valley have taught me anything, you plant strawberries in summer. I don't know if you plant them yeah, in spring. that's, but true. that's I went the to limit Portland my
3: Nursery and I got my strawberry starts and it said you can plant these now as of the end of February. So
1: Stardew did Valley you, has done me wrong. Did you complete the community center so you can get a greenhouse so you can plant them
3: year-round, Anna? I do have a mini greenhouse on my porch. There you so go. That's where you put the strawberries. You put Except all the fruit them there. in the ground. And now I can't put the ground into the... Greenhouse. Oh, that, yeah, it, that was a, see, it was not that. House, know, no, I'm no, not a good gardener. I did gardening, <laughs> but I don't know how to garden. It's a put it in the ground and see what happens kind of gardening. If we're li- learning it. from
1: video games, just like The Sims, read a book for 18 hours and then you're going to level up your gardening. <laughs>
3: okay. Okay. Done.
0: There you go. Yeah. Shady, what have you been up to, my men? What uh, what's exciting point. you? What's gotten you pumped?
4: Yeah. The uh, <laughs> things that I can't talk about on this channel, but I have been playing a lot of chess. Yes. So- okay. Uh, chess- really, chess. Really, shady's chess right gambit.
1: Now. Am like, I right? Or
4: <laughs> really, really, really into chess. Um, yeah, that and just D and play three games a week with including this one. So just a lot of D and D, a lot thing. of chess, and then my kids. They're my kids are healthy, so that's really all that matters. That's the good uh, stuff. Yeah, Nate. I know kids that you're like
3: wanna... gardening except with meat.
4: Right.
0: Okay. Yeah. Meat. Yeah like that yep fair. we're gonna move swiftly on from that uh <laughs> Nate I'm not gonna draw any undue attention to you we're just gonna play some D&D yeah I'm unless so you there's some, okay yeah I thought you uh, just you know
2: an, another <laughs> another week more new back pains so let's play D&D <laughs> let's
0: play d and like. <laughs> I'm just Mika we gotta we gotta leave that one in the past <laughs> okay. no we have to leave Look, it I'm there not it point
3: out we had to go eating people earlier but oh, yeah
4: <laughs> that was me wait really before we before we move on before we move on Nate sent me a TikTok about like how you can accidentally make a person, and it's <laughs> it's literally the best thing in the world. So somehow everyone needs to see that. I don't know how figure Go it out that find that on the TikTok. Really good. You I'm down with the kids. Make a, you
2: can just make a person. You
4: can just make person. You can be thing. like, hey, let's make a human, and 40 years later, they're like, I got a staff meeting. Yep. That's it. So you crazy. can
3: accidentally make a person.
4: Mind
0: blown. With that, (laughs) with that big bomb drop, let's play some Dungeons and Dragons. I've got a little recap here for everybody. Uh, I'm just going to let everybody (laughs) compose themselves (laughs) while I read this out. Uh, we got dog now as well. Now there's a
1: dog, so I can't compose
3: myself.
0: Right. So, last time on the Nights of Evening Star, our heroes have traveled to the mysterious castle Braywinter at the behest of a fellow noble who has offered them a grand sum of gold to retrieve a family heirloom, an onyx lantern. Studded with their family crest. On arrival, it became clear that something was amiss at Castle Braywinter, as it seemed to be in a perpetual state of darkness and shadow. After traveling up into the mountains and fighting off a large shadowy hawk on the bridge leading to the castle, the party then took the time to explore. They found a pair of ghosts sitting in the castle gardens and turned a potential battle into a chance for diplomacy and seeking answers. Though the ghosts could only provide a little information, although they did promise a reward if they were reunited with their friend or peace was brought to Castle Braywinter. The party then returned to the main gates that lead to the castle interior courtyard whilst Agnes explored a ruins guard barracks that was nearly and was nearly overwhelmed by painful whispers and screams in her mind. Tarkle and Clive found their shadows being strangely pulled towards the castle gates that appeared to be covered in a writhing darkness. And when Tarkle attacked the door, several shadows emerged from the darkness around them and attacked. And that, my friends, is where we kick off. We are actually in initiative, uh, mid-initiatives. Um There may be a little bit of an adjustment because I didn't quite have a good grip on exactly where everybody was positioned, but I'm fairly certain that almost all of you had a shadow engaging you um, that had moved up to engage you. I know that Clive had two. I think one was on Tarkle, Uh, one had been on Azara. I think those were destroyed, and then one is on Agnes currently. So there are four shadows remaining. Uh, There are one has taken a little bit of health, um, and it is unfortunately the shadows go uh can you remind began.
3: me also because i feel like we had gathered some information about what hurt the shadows and what didn't i feel like
0: um there is a little bit of yeah i don't mind saying that there things like physical damage that's not magical they do seem to be resistant to um but uh azara's radiant powers did seem to cause uh more damage than than you expected um there was also yeah fire they were res- resistant to um and you haven't tried any other elements as of yet Um, But that is where we begin. Uh, And unfortunately, for you, my dear friends, it is the shadows go. Uh, And they just kind of come clawing out of you. They, all of these shadows appear to be different people that maybe once resided in the castle. Some of them appear to be wearing noble gowns. Some of them wearing more servant wear. A couple of them appear to be almost in guard uniforms. But they're all just these black shapes that have pulled themselves up from the ground with these long distended limbs. And they just kind of reach for you. And their hands almost phase through you as they trying to grasp for you so we're gonna make uh, a bunch of attacks here uh two on clive one on Tarkle, and one on agnes uh Bring it. here we go so clive Uh, The first one is only a nine to hit, so it kind of swipes for you. You instinctively kind of leap out of its reach. Uh, The second one is only a six to hit as well, so you kind of fend both of these creatures off as they. you can feel this cold touch trying to reach for your very life force. Uh, Tarkle, same thing towards you as they reach forward. Does a 13 hit you, Tarkle? Does not. So, dexterously you kind of fling yourself to the side as it lunges forward. And then the last one, both hands grasping towards your throat, Agnes, reaches for you. And that is only a 10 to hit.
3: That won't hit me.
0: I did not roll above a 10. So, off to a good start for me, uh, as these shadows all kind of lumber forward. And you can hear very faintly these kind of like, Something is happening. Intruders, these kind of like harsh, whispered voices. Uh, Tarkle, uh, you are the next to go. So they've kind of all surged forward. Uh, you have one right in front of you, uh, beside you. Agnes also has one engaging her, and then Clive, uh, a little bit ways off, is also being engaged by two of these things.
4: Okay, so I don't have an ally within range of this boy, it's just me and him tussling, just you and him tussling at the moment. Yes, okay, so then I'm gonna turn around. And look at the one that's near Agnes, mm-hmm. and I'm going to toss my Kiss of Silver over there. Okay, you have an ally engage, uh, an
0: enemy engaged with you, so you're at disadvantage. So okay. that would cancel out the sneak attack, unfortunately.
4: Oh, but okay,
0: it would. yeah, I guess yeah.
4: I'll, I think I think Tarko would still do that.
0: So okay, yeah, you still try and protect your sister, but yeah, unfortunately, yeah. no sneak attack.
4: Okay, uh, I rolled a twenty. Okay, <laughs> worst time to not have a sneak attack, but we take it and disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> oh a disadvantage i thought oh i thought Aww, it cancels aw. out because disadvantage always cancels out sneak attack but you still have disadvantage oh you're right okay never mind the 20 doesn't exist i actually rolled an Aww. 11 plus 8 so 19 that was really you still here can we get still hit? Chat? but no critical hit okay that's fine uh because D kind of phew, pierces yeah. through one of them okay so then it's just 1d4 plus four because so i don't get sneak attack so this is really bad damage i rolled a one so that's five i'm
0: having a good time 5 points of damage. This can... one was a little bit injured and Kiss of Silver is a magic dagger, yes? Yes. Um, yeah. So that does seem to... The, the blow has all the force that you expect it to, but, you know, you're you're being hounded by this one next to you, so you can't quite take the time to aim. You have to kind of quickly throw to try and protect Agnes, but don't quite have the time to make a carefully placed attack um, as you do so. Would you like to do anything else? you still have your move and bonus action?
4: Uh, oh, um, they take 2 points of damage from... Um... actually 1d4 right
0: they they do not
4: take any of that oh that's right same green
0: energy yeah the green energy cascades from the brooch but the the poisonous mist does not seem to affect these living shadows um
4: then i I guess i'm just gonna use my bonus action to disengage with cunning mm -hmm. action yep and then i'm just gonna get closer to agnes huh should have done that you step away yeah, you could yeah. have done that first. Yeah, Reverse, so you yeah. kind of
0: step away from the one that you were fighting, and then you kind of move around and whoosh, slide in next to your sister, um, mm-hmm. taking up a, a more aggressive stance. Hey, you've learned for the future. It's a, it's a <laughs> learning experience. Um, Azara, uh, so you see Taco kind of doing all of this. Meanwhile, uh, you know these shadows are kind of harassing your companions.
1: Um, who is the closest companion being har- harassed?
0: Uh, I think Clive would be the closest one to you at this point.
1: Gotcha um then i am going to uh just first level guiding bolt that one
0: yes do that clive i'm very sorry my initiative was ever so slightly scrolled down and i didn't see you at the top you should have been first you will go next
2: uh 17 18 19
1: 21 22 23
0: to hit i'm sorry what spell was this guiding bolt uh f- fantastic yeah which one would you like to go he has uh clive has two on him at the moment so uh, right.
1: whichever one is l- not are they are either of them hit? they're
0: both they both seem to be unfazed untouched So
1: whichever quite. one looks meaner
0: sure okay yeah one of the guard looking ones it seems to have like a like kind of shadowy blade in its hand
1: yeah i don't like that one all right so that hits that's six seven seventeen points of 17 radiant damage. Points yeah points
0: of damage <laughs> You Again, you see Azara kind of summon these golden winds and as they kind of uh, blast against the shadow, it just seems to tear it apart. Like the golden light of whatever deity or whatever power she's now using just shreds these things apart and it destroys it completely. Clive, one just vanishes in front of you.
1: And then I want to get within five feet of the next one. Uh, okay. So I want to get a little bit closer to Clive.
0: Yep. That will put you within five feet of it as well. So
1: that's fine.
0: Okay. All right. So you move up. Uh Clive, uh, you'll go. Yeah, I'm gonna swing
2: at it. Sure. Uh am I I'm still raging, right?
0: Yes, and I think that you got the AC boost, right? You got a plus one AC thing.
2: That sounds familiar.
0: Yeah. I think that was what your rage was.
2: Okay. Oh, right, 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 right. Because the why okay, cool.
0: Yeah, because of the Wild Surge, yeah.
2: Sweet. So, first attack would be... That's an (gasps) AT-20. It's a lucky
3: day. It is is, a lucky day.
2: Which is a brutal crit.
0: It is a brutal crit. So, uh, I'll remind again, because I do crits a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So, whatever dice you'd have your weapon dice plus an extra dice for Brutal Critical. Mm-hmm. Um, you maxim- maximize those, so whatever the max is on those, what is it, a D8 for those damage? Yeah. So it'd be 16, plus your normal damage modifier. Sick.
3: What's a Brutal Crit? I've never even heard of that.
0: So it's a is thing that the Barbarians get. They get an extra dice of damage whenever they crit, basically. Whenever they do a crit, they get to do extra damage.
3: Any mm-hmm. time um, a Barbarian crits
0: ever? With that ability, yes. Huh. Um, so 16 plus six, and then you roll the dice again, basically. Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, that is 11.
0: Uh, so, an additional 11 on top of the, the 16, mm-hmm. six. I mean, I'm just trying to work it out in my head. 16, 6, 6, 6, 7, 8, 3. Yeah, that would also pretty much destroy this one as well even half for the resistance mm-hmm. um it's still enough that the morning star you swing it with such a force even though there's no magical energy behind it you actually dissipate the shadow just by pure strength like swiping the air kind of concusses it and blows it away with the force of this blow shattering and spreading the shadow wide um across the across the stony courtyard that you find yourself in
2: sick that was that was revenge for trying to chase my shadow earlier.
0: <laughs> uh you look around, there are still two left. One uh that Tarkle had left, which is now separated on his own, and then the one which is fighting Agnes next to Tarkle and Agnes.
2: Uh let's go for that the, the last one you just said.
0: Uh oh, the one fighting Agnes and Tarkle. Okay, so you kinda of gang up with your friends and charge for that one.
2: Yep, yep. I'm gonna, gonna swing at it again. That is uh twenty something. That's a hit. Okay nah not as good uh seven
0: seven points of damage is ah, so you swipe but again without that magical energy around your morning star the it does kind of clip through the shadow and parts of it are pulled away in these wispy strands but there's still this very faint shadowy figure left remaining uh, as you do so uh anything else clive on your turn
2: wait should i have added because i'm raging do, do i still get the plus three to melee
0: you absolutely do if you didn't add that before for sure i did not so then
2: plus three to so half of so i don't know one one still
0: there is just this thin strand of shadowy creature left like this tiny thin flickering shadow being is still in place
2: just a just little growl at it (laughs)
0: Um, perfect so as you kind of see this thing left agnes uh you see clive kind of run up and swing this thing uh ripping it apart for the most of it apart but there's still just this thin strip of shadow left in front of you um what would you like to do you said me yeah
3: okay great uh i can i if i were to identify a 20-foot cube Would it be possible to get all of the shadows in it without catching any of my party members?
0: Not not without catching at least Clive or Tarkle, because they're next to you. Uh, So a 20-foot cube, you would definitely be able to... You'd you'd have to hit one of them to catch both of the shadows. Kind of clustered in this courtyard as it stands.
3: I'm just gonna... I mean,
0: you could move, uh, but... Yeah, with 30 feet of movement, you could move to the side and probably catch two of them, actually. If I think about it, if you moved first, but you'd have to risk an opportunity attack to do that.
3: But from I where feel... you are... I, I, So I, Anna, feel like this fight is kind of like small potatoes compared to what we're probably going to find soon. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like these are doing like tons of damage to my colleagues, right? Like, nobody looks super... Nobody's been hit yet. Yeah. So I think that Agnes is actually just kind of going to be like, looks like Azara's got this, and kind of just, like, step back.
0: Okay. Yeah, you could take the disengage action and then move away from the shadow left, or you could take the dodge action. Um, Disengage probably safer because you've got two allies next to it. Okay, so you just disengage.
3: It's not just because I'm like, Azara can get it. It's like, nothing I can do is really hurting them. Like, my physical attacks, my fire attacks, nothing is helping, so. Sure.
0: Uh, I mean, don't forget you got your cantrips. There's There's no harm if you've got, like, damaging cantrips and stuff like that as well.
3: I mean... I guess. Actually, I guess primal savagery is technically a magical weapon, right?
0: Yeah, it's acid damage. I think it deals acid damage.
3: I'll try that. Why not? So I'll 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 just I'm pissed off. Nothing I'm doing is working. (laughs) Fingernails, teeth, rar. Um, and I will. Let's see. That's just a plus eight to hit. That's going to be a twenty-four to hit. That hits.
0: Yeah, that hits the thin wispy shadow creature in front of you
3: and that will do six poison damage
0: here's the thing six poison damage halved is still three points of damage which is more than one point of damage so this tiny thin strip of shadow being you just rip in half uh, with this acid kind of pouring out of your fingernails and things like that it just kind of the, the emergent magic manages to rip this tiny wisp of shadow apart and you there is this kind of faint release of breath almost when it dies like this <sighs> Uh, I imagine also went.
3: that uh Agnes looks fairly lion-like when she does that. She's got this big mane of, of mm-hmm. red hair and these oh. fangs and these giant claws.
0: Next to Just, Clive, the two of you yeah. kind of creating this image around Tarkle these two, you know, massive, you know, magical lions uh thingy as you do this agnes you kind of rip this one apart and you look around there is still one shadow remaining uh, the one that Tarkle had been fighting and disengaged from um, and seeing the three of you together it turns its attention on the lone solitary target which is azara and it whoosh, rushes towards her to try and grip her in its shadowy uh hands uh that is going to be a 14 azara
1: my armor class is 14
0: Oh, then I'm afraid that you are going to take some damage, and I need you. Uh, In fact, no, this is just... It affects you straight up. Uh, So you're going to take uh, only five points of necrotic damage. However, your strength score is reduced by four. As it grips you, you feel all of the strength in your body just kind of drain out of you and leave your body. Your limbs become heavy. Your body... You sag almost to the ground, even just your meager gear kind of becoming an unbearable weight uh, as this thing grips onto you. Uh,
1: Life. How do I make that temporary? Because I think I just uh, accidentally modified it 100%.
0: Well, if there's, uh, take a note of what it was and then. I don't
1: if, remember what it was.
0: <laughs> well, you reduced it by four. So add four
1: to it. Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: I think there is a way to do it uh, temporarily. Hang on. Give me a second here. Uh yes, so there is a so you've got the override score, override modifier. Right. I did override um, but, score
1: and then it modified it.
0: Yes, 100%. but it still says your base score is eight. So you can always change it. You can just delete the override score and it should reset to the normal value. Um but yeah, you feel Azara, okay. all of your strength just kind of drain out of you. And you know, even your like staff, you're struggling to hold it up. Like you're physically, you haven't used all your strength to just grip onto this staff as this thing latches onto you. Um, as it does so, uh, Tarkle, you you witness all of you see this, this thing kind of rush off, grip its hands on Azara, and you just watch the color in her body drain like she almost falls to her knees, like a barely able to stand as it grips onto her.
4: Yeah, I would just immediately, instinctively just throw my kiss of silver, unsheath it, and toss it towards go for it. This shadow boy. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I rolled a three, so 11. It's one off. You watch as the Kiss of Silver just...
0: just It just nip misses the Shadow's head, almost in fear of risking Azara, right? Like, you kind of have to throw it at the last second, and it just passes past the Shadow's uh, odd form. Anything else you'd like to do, oh, cool. Uh No, that'll be it. Uh, Clive, I'm going to remember, Clive, you should have gone first. <laughs> I did it again. That's
2: okay. Uh, So is all that's left this little frail remain of this one shadow or
0: Uh, it's just the one attacking Azara the other one Agnes just uh, ripped apart there is just this uh, other one left uh, which is just gripped onto Azara
2: okay I'm gonna do that thing where I try to hit it okay that that's another nat 20 (laughs) what
0: I, w- I okay. wish I could
2: switch cameras without screwing everything up, but
0: I'm. Oh, it's fine. I trust you, man. Looking at cool. it with
2: my own two eyes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, yeah. So same thing again. So max the damage dice. Don't forget your plus three damage from uh, rage, mm-hmm. and then roll the dice again. Uh,
2: uh, 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 it's eleven plus the 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 double, which was sixteen. 16.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, so twenty-seven. Thing, twenty-seven again. And then damage modifier on top. That that was added. Oh, okay, and you've added the plus three this time yes cool so 27 damage uh you watch as this thing kind of strikes down uh so 27 half would be 10 uh, uh 13 um the the mace again kind of rips through almost kind of shredding this thing with the weight of the blow but there's still just these wispy strands left um emerging from it second attack okay
2: okay okay that is not a 20 uh, that is a 17.
0: That still hits easily Two. enough. So on the backswing, the monster comes up. Three. Uh,
2: ooh, that's max damage. Eight, nine, nine, one, 12, three, four, three. uh, 15 total.
0: 15 points of damage is plenty in this regard. Uh, yeah. the, the upswing dissipates what's ever left of this shadow. Azara, you kind of breathe a sigh of relief as this thing... Evaporates in front of you, and Clive's giant leonine form is there. The whole plaza seems to go still once again, still in this kind of ever present gloom. There's still no light around you. You're all relying on this kind of very faint blue light from these flame lit braziers. Um, But even that is so dim, it's hard to even see by. Um, And your own dark vision kind of causing the shadows to stretch and warp around you. But yeah, there does now seem to be the coast is clear, at least temporarily. Um, But Azara, yeah, you you are. That is your current, that is your strength score. Uh, Oh, I don't get it back? It doesn't, that strength isn't coming back to you. you. You're kind of like... You know, the creature's been destroyed, and you still feel that deadness in your limbs. You still feel that kind of heavy weight of your clothing and gear pressing down on you.
1: Uh, cool.
0: So, I hand it over to you. All of you. That's
4: how you do it, lads. So, those things came out of the door when I struck it. What what does the door look like? I want to go over and inspect it. Does it look like... Uh still the door still
0: the door still seems to be covered in shadow. Yeah. It's still got this like writhing, kind of shadowy pattern on it. Um The Kiss of Silver, I think, maybe where it reflected a small amount of the light from the Braziers, there is almost like a section a tiny part of it that's been burnt away. Um, but you can see it's ever so slowly beginning to grow black uh back to shadow. Um so where the light of the the dagger kind of reflected uh, it did seem to cause some of the shadow to burn away.
4: Mm. Noticing that, I'd probably look to Azara. It seemed like your magic was very effective in battle. Certain spells. But Do you think maybe that would work on the door?
1: Uh, I think at this point, if Zara is that affected, she's just going to kind of slump down onto the floor and not be able to respond at the moment. <laughs>
3: Yeah,
2: it's, it's, she sees she's doing a thing. You suppose I should hit it.
4: Well, I, I don't think you should hit it. I think that's what caused the shadows to attack us in the first place.
3: Right, which is why I think we should hit it. Well, am going to go to Azara's side while the boys talk the door. It doesn't
4: look like we removed much of the shadow from the door. It's it's all still there, except this well, little- I got
3: nothing else to
2: do today except this.
4: How long can we do this? Uh, yeah, I've got
2: plenty of faith in me, lot. I don't know about you.
0: Uh, Agnes, when you go up to Azari, you can see that there's almost no sign of physical injury. There's maybe kind of like a little black scorch or like a kind of like part of her skin looks like something icy cold has touched it. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's just, yeah, this really pallid. Her muscles almost look a little bit shrunken and atrophied. Um, She looks very physically weak, but no actual outward sign of injury like wounds or anything like that.
3: Would I recognize this as a sap strength spell?
0: uh i think you can definitely make a medicine check for me um
3: that will give me 18
0: 18 i mean looking at this this undead creature i mean it's not hard i don't think you guys are you know you're clever enough to work out that these shadows were definitely not living things definitely seems to have sapped her like her strength like it's literally you know drained some of her very strength away if if it had continued doing that. You are not quite. You that probably would have killed her if if that had sapped all of her strength away. Azara probably would have died um, from that.
3: Do I? Um, do I know? how to counter the effects of a spell like this? Do like do I know if cure wounds would help or
0: cure wounds won't. There are spells, uh lesser and greater restoration, which can help sometimes with these spells. Sometimes things like this will go away with rest. Sometimes it's permanent. Um greater restoration is almost a guaranteed cure, but that is a quite a powerful spell. Um
3: well here's the thing, Mark Humes. I, I I I I challenge you to consider, right,
0: Please. that Agnes I love a bargain. Has,
3: has enhance ability yeah. as one of her spells. And she can cast Bull's Strength on somebody, sure, um, which gives them advantage on strength checks and their carrying capacity doubles. So I would posit that that brings somebody to a higher level of strength. So if they're at a lower level of strength, it might bring them to normal.
0: Let me counter propose to you, Anna Prosser, that that is a really clever idea and I really like it. And how long does uh, enhance ability last? Is it an hour?
3: An hour if concentrated.
0: Okay, cool. So if you cast that spell, I would say that Azara feels strong enough that she can move around. She would basically be back to her original strength, but it would be a temporary solution. It right. would allow Azara to move around. Um, Azara's conscious. Like She's just obviously so drained of strength. That obviously, you know Azara is reacting appropriately, but she's not unconscious or stunned or anything like that. But B, the enhanced ability would allow her to move around as long as you're concentrating on it, and it would be temporary uh, as long as that spell lasts. Because it she needs to rest. School.
3: Yeah, she needs to rest to fix it. But like for now, it would be like a, a stim pack.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That. It would be like yeah. a stim. It would be like a temporary kind of boost to get her on her feet and moving around. However. If you were to fight more of those things and they did that again, it would not save her from her strength being reduced. Her strength would still be what it is now, which is four. If they reduce it by another four, she will still die.
3: Gotcha. So it I, doesn't
0: fix I the problem. I confer
3: with Azara as magic users. We, we magic theory craft. And I ask her if yeah. she wants me to do this. Um, and Azara will respond. Um,
1: I appreciate what you're doing for me and if if push comes to shove and we have to fight again we do have a potion of strength that i can use for now and hopefully this isn't permanent or an Azara would just kind of trail off so yes to the bull yes please
3: so um agnes i think the the fluff of how agnes's spell works is that each of these enhance abilities takes the form of kind of a Um, fire spirit animal so uh, for this one I think Agnes kind of puts her hand on the ground and calls upon this like glowing molten looking fire that a bull like climbs out of the ground and like puts its shoulder under Azara's arm and pushes her up and then like absorbs into her
0: yeah yeah fills her body awesome mm-hmm. so we see this kind of going on in the background uh whilst tarko and clive are you guys still arguing about hitting the door tell me what's yeah, going sure. down
2: uh, well i'm saying if that if we deal with another handful of shadows we'll be fine it'll be yeah, a but good look time. at
4: azara she's a mess from dealing with the shadows we can't just provoke them without knowing how to not make this happen again
2: well she just had a bull claim in the head. i think she'll be all right
4: She can say
2: it and we'll take care of it.
4: Well, okay. How about we let Azara try working the door with whatever magic she's been using. And if that doesn't work, you can smack some shadows, Clive.
1: Uh, Kind of angered by the fact that this shadow took advantage of her uh, and a little bit bolstered by Agnes. Azara will kind of like stride forward, very determined um, and, and, just as an experiment and ready to run we'll cast word of radiance on the door
0: okay uh can you roll the damage for word of radiance
1: it's Ward, con please? oh just roll the damage okay
0: yeah just the door can't make a con save so just roll me a straight up damage
1: if you believe it it's 11
0: <laughs> nice nice perfect uh let me grab this okay so uh, Okay, yeah, 10 points of radiant damage. So you watch as the Word of Radiance kind of erupts from Azar in this furious kind of burst of light. And a large enough part of the door, the shadow, I mean, this door is like 12, 13 feet tall. Mm-hmm. But the, the attack burns away enough of the shadow that two creatures could get on either side of the door and either push or pull it open without touching the shadow stuff. Well, um, you can see the shadows like- are no longer being pulled in and things like that.
1: Since it's a cantrip and it's just word of radiance, Azara will just start like screaming at the door, just like constantly like shouting. Burns this is an- and yeah. burns
0: it away until the whole door is no longer covered in shadow.
1: Um, and yeah, she'll just does... yell like, "Open it now!"
0: Sure. Uh, Tarkle and uh, Clive, do you guys put a- physically go up and are going to try and open the door? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, cool. Uh, can you both give me
4: athletics checks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh oh that's four 17 17, Ooh, 17. the two of you
0: uh, as Azara lets this kind of big burst of light you know you can see this kind of fiery energy pulsing through her skin the, the light burns away the shadows and the two of you just shoulder barge into the doors and this big heavy kind of <gasps> as the doors are pushed open uh, if you've ever played a game like Dark Souls or Demon Souls, it's kind of got that strong vibe going on. Um, and it leads into a inner courtyard that you can see beyond. Um, this is the kind of interior wall gate. So what you look into is a smaller, tighter courtyard than the one you're standing in. You can see a covered well house sits at the very center of the space and then looming directly in front of you up a short set of steps. There is an enormous castle. Uh, It has twisted spires, tiled overhangs looking down onto the space, all of its windows completely pitch black like dark eyes staring down upon you. You can see its large doors at the front of the castle like a great sorrowful moor, wide and open, ready to accept any who would enter. You can also see that to your left, attached to the castle, there appears to be a more uh, smaller, more homely looking building, maybe something for a servants or a kitchen sort of thing. Um, It has leaded windows, all equally dark. And then to the right, there is a stairway that leads up onto the castle's ramparts that encircle the main wall uh, around the castle itself um and that is what you see there is also a large guards tower and i will uh for those of you it doesn't have to be shown on the stream um but for those of you uh in the party i will show you on a map roughly where you are hello mika Burton.
1: yes i have a question um sure. you said there's a large guards tower but from where we are standing can we see anything that looks like a mage tower or another sort of so tower? there is
0: there is a part of the castle itself uh, there does appear to be a kind of uh, twisted spire um, that would match some of the spires that you would have seen in the grand cities in Kormir. It mm-hmm. uh, looks like a war wizard's tower, but it seems to be part of the larger castle itself, um, seemingly accessed from inside.
1: Um, seeing that, Azara will point up to the tower and say, if we're going to find a mage's lantern,
3: that's where it'll be seems illogical
0: to me the other thing i will mention is uh in fact actually yeah, you guys haven't really moved forward yet the guard tower uh rises up just on your right hand side um next to the stairs that lead up onto the ramparts uh, there is a kind of intense feeling of cold coming from it seems to be uh almost spilling down like an icy mist uh from some floor up above um but the castle itself looms ahead of you uh And yeah, apart from that in this little well house, uh, probably uh, the source of the water for the castle and extended sieges, that sort of thing. When you do look, there is a very faint glow coming from the well itself. The first bit of light that you have actually seen in this place that isn't a blue kind of dim flame. This appears to be a kind of soft white light uh, that is coming from deep uh, from the well itself. What would you guys like to do? I'm going to
2: go over to that.
1: Yeah, same. I immediately... And I'll I'll call Agnes over as well.
0: Okay. Well, Clive and Meeker, it sounds like you guys are the first two there. Uh, You make your way over to this small um, kind of like, yeah, well. uh, And looking into it, yeah there is this very soft pale light uh There is a tall narrow uh kind of towered like building um There is a metal crank and chain attached to the well itself um and it appears to be a shaft that heads down um and it is lit by this dimly glowing uh light and it looks about seventy feet down um There is water which is refracting the light. You can see that about seventy feet down there is water, and there may be some sort of cavern or chamber uh that the water is stored in below. Um, and yeah, you can just kind of see It maybe looks like a glowing orb Below the surface of the water um, Hard to see uh, You'd need to make a perception check if you would like to see Any more details
1: I would like to make a perception check, please sure. Same Okay. Sure, I, I also
2: peer it. in and I just kind of look down there Say Well now It's <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> like This big lion face looks at Azara
1: <laughs> azara will just sigh and take a look in as well but she kind of chuckles under her breath not gonna lie it, it tickles her a little, bit. It tickles um, a little bit i got a 15
4: 15? i got a 21 Woo! okay
1: lion eyes
4: so- even with the 15
0: of Zara, the water's reflecting, refracting the source of the light. It's quite far down. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you realize this is probably the brightest light you've seen. It's actually kind of hurting your eyes a little bit to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, Clive, though, you kind of peer down and with your kind of uh, leonine sort of vision, you kind of separate some of the images and like you blink a few times. There definitely is some sort of glowing orb. It looks to be, you know, maybe this, the sight would fit in your fist, like fit in the palm of your hand. Um but there are also, there are bodies, the first kind of like physical remains you've seen since entering this place. Um, you can see the glint of rusted armor and you can see tattered remnants of like uh, dresses, like sodden dresses down there. Um, and it, they, they're, they're skeletal, but they are the first remains you've seen since entering uh-huh. this place. What um, is the uh, diameter of this well? Um, I mean, it's big enough for a creature to go down.
2: Is it small enough to kind of like sidle down?
0: You would, you can climb down it. Yeah. So you'd still make okay. an athletic shake. There is also a chain which is attached to the crank and the kind of overhead spokes. Uh, there is a metal chain that heads down.
3: This seems Climbing. to me like a job for Mage Hand. He said it 70, is 70 feet. 70 feet. Yeah. Mage it's Hand is 30 feet down. Oh. I thought the same thing.
2: Also, <laughs> Catman saw a glowing ball. He's already on
1: his He's way down. Shiny. <laughs> it's, it's too late. We oh, can't
0: wait. up.
2: <laughs> it's
4: just All right. going. All right, um, Clive,
0: if you can, um, so your climbing speed, do you have a climb speed? I don't think you do, do you? I'm I thinking do cats no. have a climbing speed? I don't think so. What's your normal movement speed, Clive?
2: Uh, that would be 45 feet.
0: 45 feet. So you climb at a rate of half your movement speed, so we'll say 20 feet. So it will take you about three rounds to get down. What is anybody else doing anything while Clive climbs down?
1: Um, preparing cure wounds just in freaking case <laughs>
2: um like a few seconds you just hear like
1: oh this thing goes way down
2: here doesn't it, <laughs>
4: <The> <laughs> boys boys it? Hey, it's
2: getting a bit down. no there's the ball i see it i see it
1: uh <laughs> i guess Azar will just kind of shout down uh when you reach the orb throw it up and i'll catch it and she'll prepare prepare okay. Mage Hand.
0: So you shout that down, Tarkle. Are you just kind of standing guard? What's Tarkle up to? Yeah, I'm just keeping an eye out at this point because okay. a, a lion just jumped in a well. Sure. Make a perception check for me, Tarkle, because uh, whilst something happens, I want to see if you pick up on anything else. Uh, Clive, you start climbing down. You're not. You're you're about twenty feet down. Like you're just beginning your ascent. Um, and that chain that you're kind of using, partly using to climb down, kind of using your feet on either side as well, the chain snaps. Uh, the rusted, worn-out chain snaps, and you begin sliding down. Give me a um, give me an athletics check to see if you can catch yourself before you sploosh into the water. I rolled a dirty twenty on that. Um,
2: Fourteen. Okay.
0: Thirteen. 14. Clive, you. You, you try and, like, put your arms down, but they kind of, like, begin to burn. It hurts the palm of your hands, and you splash down into the water below. You kind of feel... You don't take any damage, because you do hit the water feet first. You kind of dive <laughs> under. Uh, Tarkle, whilst this happens, like, the others kind of are, like, looking at Clive. And just before you turn around, you do notice that stood in the kind of dark arch of the door that leads into the castle interior there is a shape the shape of some sort of humanoid not moving but just stood there uh clive you hit the water uh you do you come up for air or are you just going to go straight swim straight down um
2: cat instincts kick in the first few seconds of being in water i'm just like flailing <laughs> freaking out
0: <laughs> sure. so you kind of flail and freak out you you swim up and you realize that actually at the bottom of this well there is a fairly large cavernous space um It's maybe about 40 feet uh, from the surface of the water. So, you know, it's quite far down. Like, it's quite deep, this cavern system you're in. Um, You kind of swim up to the surface, grab some air. And yeah, you've got 70 feet of well going up to the others. Um, But looking down, yeah, you see three uh, skeletal corpses, uh, one of which um, has a skeletal hand wrapped around this glowing ball. Uh, there is also, they appear to be wearing all sorts of different jewelry that seems to be fairly well preserved, even in the water. Um, one of them also carries a leather scroll case. Uh, and yeah, that's what you see.
2: Hey, uh, you got all sorts of shady, nice things. I'm going to see what I can't bring back up.
1: Uh, <laughs> Zara, hearing that will say, yes, take everything you see just in case.
4: Hey, right, then I'm I'll um, try and I gather
2: would... whatever I can.
4: Okay, Tarkle. I would tap, I would like look to Agnes and be like, Agnes, do you see? And like point towards the figure that I see in the doorway.
0: Yeah, so Agnes, even being very cutely aware of your surroundings um, with everything that Clive was doing, you didn't quite pick up on this. But now that Tarkle's pointed it out to you, you see a little bit more clearly than Tarkle does. There is just leaning against the door and watching you. You don't see their eyes reflecting any light, but there is a elven humanoid just watching. They just seem to be leaned against the door, watching everything you're doing.
3: Do they see Uh, me seeing them?
0: You don't know because you can't see where they're looking. Their whole face is almost like a shadow. You just see the outline of them. Um uh clive you start swimming down um Mm -hmm. you've definitely got enough breath you don't have to worry about holding your breath down here you're a big strong lion man um and yeah you start gathering stuff up you grab the orb uh which is called a drift globe you can add that to your inventory uh there is also um some golden uh, there's a golden necklace and a gold signet ring and the scroll case which you can all just make make a quick note of those um i don't think clive would know how much these things are worth on his own but maybe Azara or the others would but when you go down there and you start gathering things up you see um more light begins to filter into the cavern not just from the ball that you're holding but three orbs of kind of pale blue light just sort of wink into existence and begin drifting through the water All right, All right, playfully then uh, and you start swimming back up to the surface and I'm afraid we're going to need to roll initiative because these things <laughs> begin to crackle with lightning. I uh, it. As you do so.
1: You said there's three bodies down there, huh?
0: There's three bodies and there there's are three orbs of light. I there's three it. orbs of light. I got 15. 13,
1: 13
0: for me. Okay, give me a second here. I just got to sort of my count So 13, did you say, Azara? 15. 15. My apologies. 13, 13 for, for Agnes. Agnes. yeah. Thank you. Tarkle. 12. 12 and Clive 13 13 oh dear um, so th- you being a kitty in underwater you can swim but like you are slower than these things which seem to be completely unfazed by the water itself in this kind of large fear they begin crackling with lightning and they will basically fly towards you at a rapid rate um, and two of them get close enough that they begin to try and shock you with this lightning. Um, and because you are in the water, they're going to have advantage on this attack roll against you as it is conducting the water.
2: Um, Everyone hears... Uh-oh! <laughs> uh,
0: the first one kind of sends out a blast of lightning and you kind of manage to swerve to the side, even though the water is kind of carrying some of the current. Um, the next one... Boop, 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 that one, however, is probably going to hit. us a 21. Uh-huh. that's going to be nine points of lightning damage clive as these two little balls kind of swim up to you and blast you with uh with lightning um as you are desperately trying to swim for the surface which is about yeah uh 40 feet up from where you are um uh, as a point as well for your benefit nate what kind of weapon uses a morning star right clive Mm mm-hmm underwater you'll have disadvantage on all your attacks uh, with anything that isn't like a piercing weapon like a dagger or a short sword um and range weapons just don't work in general uh okay. azara you looking down the well you okay. see clive like looking around and then starts rapidly swimming up Mm -hmm. you see more light filling the cavern below Mm -hmm. and two balls of lightning rush towards him and blast him with lightning as he's trying to swim back his way up to the surface um what do you do
1: how far away are they
0: 70 feet and then they are about uh 30 feet from that so 100 feet down
1: Ha! okay 100 feet I'll, i'll be back up in a minute um that's 10 feet out um that would murder him um um
0: oh, direction
1: uh yes I'm going I'm going to hold my action until one of them in my arcane knowledge would I know if this is something that has an intellect score or is sentient
0: I would say that... Well, or has a mind given that they seem to be waiting in ambush and they have attacked clive once he's swum down for the shiny thing uh-huh you would guess that there is some sentience how much sentience you don't know okay well they do appear to be sentient things
1: at that risk i'm going to hold my action until one of them gets within 90 feet of me okay
0: sure that would probably be if they follow clive up they'll definitely yes. get within that range okay yes agnes crown silver
3: uh, when, I, when I gave the strength spell, I forgot that that mean, meant no other spells.
0: Concentrations. Well, as long as it's not a concentration spell. Uh, you can cast other spells as long as they're oh. not concentration spells.
3: I didn't realize that. I thought it was like yeah. until you cast any other spell.
0: No, no, it's only other concentration spells. So if you have like an instant cast spell um, or like cantrips, you can still use those and things like that. Yeah, concentration only goes out when you cast another concentration spell or you're incapacitated or you fail a concentration check.
3: Um, I don't think this will work, but just for fun,
4: just for <laughs> very crafting
3: um, I have Erupting Earth. Which is, I can create like a fountain of earth, basically. Mm-hmm. And then if, if a creature fails a dex save, they take bludgeoning damage and it turns into difficult terrain. Mm-hmm. But theoretically, if I were to cast erupting earth between the lightning motes and Clive, and it was to erupt under him to oh. propel him up the well, mm. what do you think?
0: What's the, give me the exact, like, what range and stuff does it have? Like, does it say, like, it projects, like, in a 15-foot yeah, so, range or something like that?
3: Range is um, 120 feet. I choose okay. a point that I can see on the ground. Oh, on the ground. Well, on the side of the well. Let's say.
0: Well, it's also Clive's currently at the bottom of a stone cavern. Like you can see that underneath the well is this stone cavern that this kind of pocket of water has been created in. Um, and Clive's at the bottom of it where he was gathering up all the goodies. So it would be the ground. But there is like a there's rock underneath him currently.
3: Yeah. So a fountain of churned earth and stone erupts in a 20 foot cube centered on that point. Okay. Each creature in that area must make a dex saving throw. A creature takes. Uh, Let me make sure that I'm on the right level because I don't want... Yeah, a creature takes 3d12 bludgeoning damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Additionally, the ground in that area becomes difficult terrain until cleared.
0: Okay, the difficult terrain probably won't affect these things because they're swimming in the water above where you'd be churning the earth. The other thing is that Clive will probably have to make this saving throw as well, but I will have him propel him 20 feet up. Like if this, if like whether he succeeds or fails, this will push him twenty feet up. Uh, it may push the wisps with him as well. Um, but you will also do the damage. Like if he fails to save, like he will just be another target of the spell.
3: He has um, a lot of. It's got loads of hit points. HP. So <laughs> He's got loads I'll just of fix that if it, you know. If, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do have curing spells. You're good. Agnes like was looking at the elf and then like, oh, whoa,
4: like just throws earth. <laughs>
0: So you see, like Clive, you just feel like this rumbling rumbling in the stone beneath you as you're about to kind of begin swimming upwards. And then just this geezer of rock and stone propels directly under you. Can you and I will make for the two uh, wisps that moved up to you, I will make dexterity saving throws. Um, And it's uh, 16. Save
3: DC.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. One fails, one succeeds. Uh, Is it half damage on the success? Yeah.
2: So uh, to uh, you know balance the two nat twenties, that's a one.
0: No. <laughs> well, enjoy this damage.
3: <laughs> Dang it! Come on, Clive.
2: You're you're it's a swimming cat.
3: <laughs> that much. Sixteen.
1: Like
0: your
2: your 16 bar was way points. too
0: high. Uh so that's going to be eight for the one that took half. It's um,
3: okay. I mean, the whole point was to lift you, and you can take a hit.
0: Yeah, that's fair. So uh, these things, there is some uh, uh, ephemeral nature to them. Some of the rock and stone passes through them, but it does still project them and and push them uh, and and damage them as as you kind of spring forth this thing. Clive, you are also battered in the back by these stones as you are propelled (laughs) 20 feet up. (laughs) So now there's only 20 feet to the surface. You can get there in one one swim now um, mm-hmm. as you're kind of projected upwards. Two of these things definitely seem to be injured, one more than the other. Um, Azara, your spell also triggers because the two things are pushed up with, Clive. Heck yeah.
3: Um, are all the treasures also pushed up?
0: Well, he was holding them he had like gathered oh, okay. them up clive's right. Clive, clive's gathered them all so
1: uh then i cast mind thrust on the one that looks less damaged i guess
0: sure. you can't uh, really tell but sure
1: yeah sure <laughs> uh is an intellect 14 save
0: okay uh that is gonna be 13 Take
1: uh, so that's 3d6 damage
0: nice there's no resistance against this
1: joe that's five six seven eight nine points of of psychic damage
0: nine points of psychic damage you watch as one of these little uh, orbs winks out of existence Dope. Um, seemingly your your spell this kind of like projection of mental force you connect with some hateful vengeful spirit that this thing is and with your very force of your mind Azari, you basically just go no and it winks out of existence um dissipating
1: uh as a bonus action can i scream keep
0: swimming sure (laughs) uh clive
2: okay so i'm gonna i guess you said I'm a, a one-turn swim away now?
0: Yeah, so you were at the bottom, which was it's 40 feet to the surface of the water, which is where then it's 70 feet of well. Mm-hmm. You were pushed up 20 feet in a 20-foot cube, so there's now 20 feet of, of swimming to go, and your swim speed is your half of your normal speed. So you can get there in one movement. You can swim to the surface and then try and climb up the well um, if you wish.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'll do. I'll do that.
0: Okay, cool. Uh you this would be an attack of opportunity uh, against the one that's next to you. That's uh, fine. Sure. Okay. Bum, ba, ba, bam. That is definitely gonna hit. That's like a twenty-three mm-hmm. uh four, uh twelve more points of lightning damage as you're kind of like pff, and then as you swim up, just pff, you're blasted in the side by lightning.
2: Cool. Cool, cool, cool.
0: And then well, you just want to start climbing point. your way up the well. Mm-hmm. so you're big enough and the well is like made of these old cobbled stones i'm not going to have you making an athletics you're just going to be moving at half speed so it's like 20 f- so you'll basically get 20 feet up the well um with your full range of movement but that'll be your whole turn you'll have to dash up the well basically to clamber up it but you start kind of pulling yourself up like
2: now up. if i were to rage yes and then i get advantage on strength checks would that help me climb better
0: it it won't make you climb any faster it will make sure that you don't fall if you like take damage or anything like that but it's not going to help you climb faster Nah, um, i'm not gonna fall
2: sure <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: don't worry about it you don't need it then uh yeah. cool well clive the wall main uh from belief beneath you clive uh one of the remaining little orbs that hadn't quite flown in to attack you yet uh azara and agnes and clive you see it kind of whoosh, Whip through the water below the water, and then it just begins flying straight up and it just whoosh, up into the air. Uh, it gets pretty much within range that it can blast uh, Clive with a bottle of lightning, but it doesn't have advantage anymore as it's no longer in the water. And this one, you feel a blast of uh, kind of burnt air uh, as you kind of move your head to the side of Clive, and stones break next to you as this blast of lightning singes the wall behind you as this little floating orb of light uh, is chasing after you. Uh, Tarkle. Uh what what do you want to do? Uh
4: I haven't taken my eyes off of this figure.
0: Mm,
3: the
4: they doorway. have not moved. And uh I honestly think I'm just gonna like move myself, I guess, like in- to be directly in front of the well if I wasn't already to kind of like mm-hmm. position myself between this figure and my friends. Sure. And I'm not I'm just gonna keep looking because it sounds you like things are going fine.
0: An <laughs> ever so slight shift in position where they're clearly adjusting it so that they can watch you so like okay. before where they're kind of leaning up they kind of twist their body so that they keep you in eye line mm-hmm. as you move I,
4: can i can i ready my kiss of silver mm-hmm. and if he does anything if this figure does anything funny i want to just impale him sure. <clears throat> okay that's my turn so you're just watching it okay uh,
0: we jump up to the top. Uh, one of the the remaining Wisp in the water will also now fly upwards and kind of gets alongside Clive and is going to try and blast him uh, for a 17 to hit Clive. Yep. Blast of lightning. 13 points of lightning damage as this thing floats up next to you and explodes with light once again. Ow. Uh, The other one was destroyed. Uh, That's all they can do. Azara. So you can see Clive. He's now 50 feet from the surface. He's about 20 Mm -hmm. feet up the well. Mm -hmm. So about 50 feet down. Clive and two of these balls of light.
1: Okay. Um, First, I'm going to spend... Wait, is Is spending a sorcery point an action or a bonus action?
0: I believe it's a bonus action.
1: Dope. Bonus action. I'm spending one sorcery point to have resistance to lightning. Mm -hmm. Just in case he's um and then i'm is one of them hurt
0: uh one of them yeah it does seem to be a little diminished uh in terms of its illuminosity
1: um i'm going to point at it and cast toll of the dead so that's a wisdom saving throw wisdom saving throw
0: uh, do undead get any sort of like special like uh disadvantage or anything on the saving throw? Uh,
1: the target must succeed on a saving throw take necrotic damage. If the target is missing any of his points, it takes double or, or it takes d12. No, nothing about. Okay. It's just if it's okay. missing hit points.
0: It still fails, and it is missing hit points. So. Dope.
1: So that's two d12. Whoa. Uh, where are my twelves? There they are. That is a nine and a six.
0: So 15. 15
1: points of necrotic damage.
0: Quite interestingly Oh, they have resistance to necrotic. Uh, so that's going to become 7 points of damage. So you hear this kind of melodious and you see the, the orb seems to almost dim ever so slightly as this melodic uh, bell sounds and echoes down the well itself. Um, anything else Azara?
1: No, that's it.
0: Okay. Uh, Agnes Crown Silver.
3: I'm trying to think. The, the motes are still like behind Clive, right?
0: One of them is like five feet below him. One of them is next to him. It's like floating so they can fly. So it's just floating next to his face.
3: Uh, and there's only two left, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm going to cast... Wait, I'm going to double check that it doesn't take concentration. It does take concentration. <sighs> um The joys. <laughs> I am going dang it, so does guidance. Um So many of my things are concentration.
0: And that is an unfortunate key factor in a lot of support and utility spells.
3: Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to Try a scorching ray.
0: Okay. So attack rolls. Uh, you have three rays, I believe, unless you're casting at a high level.
3: I do have three rays. Yes.
0: Okay. So you've um, got the one next to Clive, which is the one Zara just used. Told to the bell on. It does seem dimmer than the other one. The other one is much brighter. Um. So they're they're not taking any damage.
3: All right. I'm shooting the one right next to Clive. first is an 11 for the first ray
0: that does not hit uh the nimble little ball of light whips to the side
3: the next one that was a warning shot uh the next (laughs) one is a 24
0: that does hit the one next to clive and that'll do 2d6
3: fire damage which will be seven
0: seven points of fire damage they are resistant but they take half damage um so you see like it does kind of the burn the the scorching ray does strike against the creature and it does kind of semi burn parts of it away um, but it's undead nature seems to be kind of protecting it from some of the elements
3: and then the third ray oh my gosh my rolls are so bad it's a 10
0: it whips to the side again lightning quick like
3: just trying not to hit clive you know being yeah. really careful
0: yeah makes sense. absolutely clive of the wild mane you have 50 feet to the surface. You have two things next to you. What would you like to do?
2: So if all I do is climb, then how far can I get
0: of the 50? Uh, you would be able to get 40 feet up, although you do have 45 movements. So I would say you could get the full 50 uh, if you go at full speed. That would be your action and your move, and they would get an attack opportunity against you, both of them.
2: Would it also be my bonus action?
0: No, you'd still have your bonus action.
2: Okay. So, just to see what happens, I'm going to rage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you let out the roar. The prismatic color spreads out from you as your wild magic uh, comes into effect. The magic of the Feywild.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going to be... What is that? Um... Flowers and vines temporarily grow around you until your rage ends. The ground within 15 feet of you is difficult terrain.
0: (laughs) So the walls of the well uh, begin growing with this overgrowth. These vines and flowers, um, moss begins growing all up the sides of the well as you let out this bellowing roar, creating this like verdant evergreen uh, all around the sides of you. Um, Cool. That's what you get cool great now there's
2: now there's whatever and the floating
0: orbs don't care
2: (laughs) i like rage in these vines growing i just look at the orbs like "Mm, i'll just keep climbing
0: (laughs) cool all right two opportunity attacks against you the first one is going to be a 14 uh, which i believe misses uh blasts the wall next to you. the next one is a 16 yep so that does hit Uh, So the first one you managed to dodge, the second one uh, not too bad damage, 8 lightning damage as you're kind of like ah, your claws dig into the vines and the moss, almost giving you like extra handholds right, that allows Mm. you to pull yourself all the way to the top and you just manage to kind of pull yourself up over the lip of the well uh, as you do so um, joining your rest of your companions and that's your full turn Uh, one of the lights immediately flies up uh, to follow you and sensing that you are, uh, I'm a gonna guess how what hit points do you want actually clive i have 38 does anybody have less than 38 hit points uh no nope in that case they go for clive uh so this one will that's only an 11 so as you pull yourself over this little ball of light pops up out of the well and tries to blast you with lightning again you manage to roll to the side um as it connects into the stone floor the cobblestones of the plaza Tarkle.
4: Uh I think I feel still feel like everyone's fine so I'm going <laughs> to just take a step towards the figure not like a crazy amount just trying to get a better view I can see okay
0: you start getting closer and closer and as you start walking towards it the figure shifts they almost stop leaning against the wall um they're just their body weight and you do begin to see them take a much more defensive posture um they appear to have like a spear that they kind of pull free and they just kind of stretch themselves. Um, How far, how close do you want to get there? Maybe sort of 60, 70 feet away. Uh, Maybe a bit, maybe more like 80 feet and like where the castle doors are. How close do you want to get?
4: I think I was, I was basically just trying to get a better view. Look. Yeah. So like if I now can see more details by moving up 15 feet or 10, Yeah, 20,
0: 20 feet or something like that. Yeah.
4: Yeah. That's fine. I don't think I would, I wouldn't move any further and I'd still just ready my action.
0: Sure. So you can see the outline of this person. They're wearing like a dark cloak and there you can see that they just blend in with the shadow, like even just stood amongst it. They just seem to almost become part of the shadows. And in your dark vision, especially the grays, the blacks, the whites of your dark vision, they are almost impossible to see. You only just barely caught a glimpse of them because you get the impression they're not trying to hide from you. You have a knowing, you know, being somebody who knows how to hide and keep themselves stealthy, if this person didn't want to be seen, there is no way you would have seen them. Not with the way your dark vision works, not with this environment. They would have been basically invisible. Um, they are armed and you can see ever so slightly what appears to be elven figure to them. They do appear to be some sort of elven figure. That's all the detail you can get.
4: Okay, that's enough detail. And, uh, yeah, I'll just like, I'll continue holding my Kiss of Silver in my like kind of ready, like if I could just toss it if he does anything funny or if they do sure. anything funny.
0: Uh, another little glowing orb whoop pops up out of the uh well there's now two of them hovering above the well and it will try to blast uh poor old clive for a 17 mm-hmm. six points of lightning damage as this thing pops up there's no sound to these things when they emerge they just seem to almost pulse with light um as they do so azara
1: uh am I within five feet of one of them?
0: You are. You're in cool. five feet within five feet of both of them, in fact.
1: No way. I'm gonna word of radiance one of whichever one is brighter. Well, right word
0: now. of radiance is five feet all around you, right?
1: Yes, it yeah. is. I oh, of them. God, you are just the best, Mark. Uh yes, I, I I word of radiance both of them, which is a con 13.
0: Well, here's the thing. each creature of your choice you can exclude clive and agnes from the spell even better of course Uh, so remind me again what saving is that saving throw on my part
1: yes con 13
0: con 13 interesting the first one does seem to resist it slightly the second one does not which is the more injured one um
1: cool um so only one takes damage
0: uh only one takes damage yes
1: that is four, five, seven points of radiant
0: damage. Seven points of radiant damage. This almost forces it to wink out of existence. There is just this ever so slight, faint, dim, tiny little sphere left as this light, this winds kind of wash over it. Um, and it does not seem to fully banish the creature away, uh, but leaves it in a highly damaged state. Anything else on your turn, Mika? Uh,
1: Yeah. If I move, that's not going to... Give them an attack of opportunity, right? They're not that close to me.
0: No, they're within five feet. Of oh, the they're earth. within we five just feet. Went over. Yeah, right.
1: yeah, true. Well, I didn't know if that's close <laughs> enough.
0: It is indeed um, close enough.
3: as That's, yeah, it's fine. All right, Agnes. i They have been completely focused on Clive, right?
0: Yes, yeah, they, they, they seem to be drawn. Like, you can see Clive is heavily injured. Like, he's got these burns and blasts and everything else going on, and they are almost focused, you know, out for blood, you would get the impression of these things.
3: And Clive is not within touch distance of me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. He pulled himself he up is. out of the well. You okay. guys were, like, looking down in the well. He's now outside of it, so you can Then I'm
3: going to just, like, just like, like uh, I'm going to kind of help him out of the well, and as I do, my hands glow a little bit with with fire embers and i cast cure wounds on him oh uh and you get do not very much probably but i'm gonna try you get seven hit points
0: seven extra hit points There's some. thank you anything else mm-hmm. agnes
3: no oh wait did i have my fire spirit this whole time
0: Yes, you did because you summoned it during the shadows fight. All
3: right. Well, uh, Candor. It's
0: been a week.
3: (laughs) Candor was was over like playing with some like spider web or something. (laughs) (laughs) Get down here, and uh, Candor will cast flame seed on one of the lightning moths. The the more injured injured one. one. Yeah, Yeah. the
0: the dimmest one.
3: Sure. And that will be um let's see it is a ranged plus eight to hit so that will be 16 to hit
0: that is a hit uh no it is not in fact sorry my apologies uh the flame seed kind of spits out and this little ball does manage to really these things are so quick when they move their movements are like lightning it's just
3: pay attention
1: poor little bird
0: (laughs) just flaps its little hummingbird wings as it kind of this little blue little blue fiery bird moves Mm -hmm. out the way uh clive you are you know on your feet by the well there are these two balls of lightning which have been very annoying uh what Mm -hmm. would you like to do
2: um well i don't I, i don't know if i can like swing at these things you can.
0: They're within range. Well, I don't. They know do seem very hard to hit.
2: All right, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a swing. I'm raging, so at least there's that. Yep. Let's see here. At the dimmer one first. Let's
0: see here.
2: That's a twenty-three.
0: Does hit? Yeah. You know it hits. Although this thing nearly got out of the way, like, and the morning star connects with it
2: well that's gonna let's see nine, ten, 11.
0: 11 points of damage the mace connects with this dim glowing sphere and it just woo, evaporates into light and diminishes uh completely destroyed sweet
2: oh i get another attack so i'm gonna try the same sweet. thing
0: yep the remaining one seems still quite bright it's barely been uh, diminished in any way
2: well, that's uh 20 higher than the last one.
0: That hits. And,
2: oh wait, there's a plus three to it.
0: Seven. Fourteen. Fourteen points of damage. Again, that same instance where the weapon does seem to phase through parts of this thing, um, absorbing some of the blow, but it definitely dim- dims in light as the mace passes through it. You see its life force kind of almost shrink in color um, as it does so. Um... On your go, Clive, unless that's unless there's anything else you'd like to do?
2: Um. Let's see. Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. Oh, I'm going to go ahead. No, nah, no, no. No, that's all no. I'm going to do.
0: All right. Uh, anyway. On its go, the, this thing does seem to sense that the tables have turned. It gets the sense that it has lost this battle. Uh, and it is going to do, it basically goes to dip down into the ground itself. It seems to almost try to incorporally move through the ground. Uh, you do get an attack of opportunity against it. Um, yeah, anybody do. who's around, Uh, if you have the Warcaster feat, you can use a spell mm. in place of an attack.
3: I don't have that feat, so... So
0: it has to be a melee weapon attack. Can I
3: hit it. it with a dagger?
0: You can definitely try.
3: Cool. And it has to be a melee weapon, right?
0: It does have to be a melee weapon. I
3: gotta weapon. get another melee weapon, because all I got is my fist.
0: The other, A good one for you, Agnes, is the Warcaster feat, because then you can do stuff like Primal Savagery as an opportunity attack and stuff like that. Uh... It's good you got well, a i got 26 to hit that hits clive so roll me up damage for you uh mika
1: i got a nine does not hit <laughs> <laughs> as far as trying to throw a dagger at a will of the wisp it's not working
3: i, I punched for 19
0: Dang. that hits the 19 just barely connects with this thing you swipe with your fist and just clock it
3: it does one damage nice hell yeah i really actually am kind won. of liking this lore that is developing that agnes just gets frustrated when things move past her and just and monk levels things. monk yeah. levels <laughs> yeah agnes takes levels of monk <laughs> starts punching shit
2: and uh 11 damage for mine
0: and 11 damage to yours so it doesn't unfortunately have enough strength to completely destroy it but it does just dip into the ground and that light uh that it was emitting just vanishes um It does not return, so unless there's anything you guys want to do to try and chase after this thing, it has sunk into the ground itself. It's not in the well. Um, It seemingly has just vanished from view. I'm going to consider this out of initiative uh, as the thing has beaten a hasty retreat.
3: I turn to the elf. I'm like, thanks for the help! Uh, Since Agnes is yelling into the darkness, can I turn (laughs) to see what she's yelling
1: at?
0: Yeah, you see what she's yelling at. Uh, Initially, there's no real response. uh, And then after a kind of slight pause the figure steps forward and as they move away from the shadow of the door itself and they step there's no natural light there's no moonlight here the whole area is just this dim darkness only really this your dark vision and the tiny briefest dimmest light from candor uh, is giving you any illumination um uh, apart from actually, there is the there's a, a sphere of light around Clive who's now holding this glowing ball uh, in his palm, um, oh, it which was, is giving. It... When I was, but
2: I forgot to mention, um, when I was climbing up, I would have just put it in my mouth. So <laughs> there you go.
0: So it's in his <laughs> mouth. So there's this like twenty foot radius of light uh, around Clive, um, but you notice that it doesn't go past that. Like the light is bright to a point, and then it just becomes nothing thing um around him um but out in the distance beyond the light you see this figure step forward uh they are a very tall they must be sort of like six foot seven six foot eight uh tall very white like pallid white elf their ears are exceptionally long they have long white hair that kind of trails down behind them and they've got this long cloak up which kind of the hair is spilling out the front of In one hand, they clutch a long, quite crude-looking spear tipped with obsidian, and they're wearing a long black cloak, and then they have black leather wraps around their forearms and their legs. Almost only really their shoulders and their face is showing any skin. The rest of it's all covered up. And in a kind of rasping voice, they uh, speak out. I am not here to help you. You should leave now.
2: I'm well, not here to help you either. Maybe you should too.
3: Oh, <laughs> um,
1: Azar will kind of hold up a way? hand and say, are you King Raiden?
0: No. I am not the man who caused this. I am an observer. But I believe I did not make myself clear enough. Leave. Now. This is not Why? a place for mortals. Because it is dangerous, because it is not meant for you to be here, this place has been condemned. My lady has seen fit to observe its tragedy. 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 You know what I'm saying. That's a Mark Humes, not him. uh, Not them, I should say. Uh, Yeah, they they kind of just narrow their eyes. Uh, I'm not going to repeat myself. This is not a place for you to be.
3: We're on a mission to retrieve items that belong to someone. And as such, we do belong here until we have retrieved those items, at which point we will certainly leave.
0: Your laws of your world do not apply here anymore, little noble. This is not a place of things belonging or things being owned. The only thing that is here is death and misery.
3: Well, it seems that that's something we should change.
0: And what? Will you change the wind? Will you change the color of your sky? Will you change the hot, the heat of a fire? This is what it is. You are not in your world. Not fully. This place has gone beyond your realm.
1: is just kind of getting really fed up with this entire situation right now. Like she's she's hit her freaking limit and Mm -hmm. she's like, oh my God, okay, blah, blah, Shadowfell, plane of death and darkness. We get it, you're scary, you're trying to scare us. We're not leaving, we're here on a mission. Either you'll get in our way or we'll go through you. This is getting to be obscene and she just she's just like losing
3: her shit at this point yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. got like one tiny smudge of soot <laughs> on her. she's like,
1: she's like i'm losing <laughs> it
3: yeah
1: she's just so sick of riddles and darkness and bullshit sure. she's like yeah, no absolutely
4: no yeah,
1: we're done
0: the figure i mean you can make a um give me an intimidation check
1: i'm
3: gonna sure <laughs> is it that twenty?
0: I'm going to assume by that face it's a nat 20. (laughs) Nice.
3: Dude, what Uh, a lucky game today.
0: The figure does not... They don't appear afraid of you, but your words definitely have some impact. Their eyes narrow once again. At least you seem to be aware of where you are. But you perhaps do not fully understand the implications of your impatience. Right now, I could... Your friend is injured, and he points at Clive. Clyde, you have been attacked by the shadows that dwell here. I've been worse. You could not just go through me. Eh, yeah, pretty sure but perhaps I could. you could survive.
1: Well, how perhaps. about this? Instead of speaking in riddles, Mr. Mystery Man, why don't you explain to us where we are if this is so important to you? Or are you just going to stand there and keep monologuing?
0: <laughs> My name is Gallo, but I'm no man. I am of the Shadar Kai. I serve the Eternal Queen. We
2: apologize. Woman we didn't night. mean to assume.
0: Uh, your petty constructs of gender and socialness are beyond beyond this world.
2: Oh, lad, you can't say that.
0: You are very strange <laughs> individuals. The Raven Queen watches over the Shadowfell. This place. "'Something happened here, long, long ago. "'It was pulled partly into my world, "'but it still partly remains in yours. "'It exists as a crossing, "'a place where the two realms intertwine, "'bleed into each other. "'As a result, you have seen some of the creatures "'it has created from the people that once resided here. "'I can assure you that within the castle "'they only get worse, more powerful.' more deadly. What was being done here, I'm not exactly certain. This lord you mentioned, this Raiden, Raedren, whatever, whoever they are, they must have, they were up to something. They were invoking the power of the Shadowfell. Perhaps they had made a contract with one of the powerful beings that dwells here. Then something happened in your realm. Something powerful enough, something chaotic and disruptive enough that it influenced whatever this Raedrin was up to, anchored this castle, this ruin, both in the Shadowfell but also not within it. I have stood watch over it for millennia, trying to warn away mortals such as yourselves who have been foolish enough to come here, who have gotten themselves killed. As many as I could at least.
4: Why is what the do you well-being... seek oh. speak S- please why is the well-being of random mortals your concern uh,
0: the raven queen their misery is undeserved the raven queen does not appreciate misery that is undeserved the people here those that serve this Raedrin, Raedrin himself their misery is deserved Therefore, I will not interfere with what they've done here. I will not try and stop them. But others, whose fates do not deserve tragic endings, my queen does not wish to see them suffer.
4: Well, you have given us our warning. And if we go forward and suffer misery, it is deserved. So let us go. And we are not breaking your raven queen's rules. You are not. Or...
1: On the other hand, this item that we seek is said to, is rumored to destroy Raedrin for good and everything that he stands for. So if Mm. you and your Raven Queen would like to see him and his people suffer for all of eternity, more so than this split Shadowfell realm, Mm. we're on the same page.
0: I would not say we are in the same page, perhaps the same book, but your words do strike something true. I will not stop you, but I cannot help you. I cannot help you directly. There are some things I can offer you. If you have questions of the castle, of some of the foes you may face, ask.
2: If I go back down that well and find that little ball of light, you think I could have a rematch with them?
0: the wisp most certainly it is drawn to uh, it is a petty thing petty thing of hate and vengeance Uh, it will recover they are cowardly it will go it will regain its energy and then when it is ready it will lie in wait for the next foolish mortal to go seeking trinkets but if you wish to fight it you may struggle to find it they can become invisible at will it can hide Uh, it's cowardly indeed
3: it seems most of these energies or enemies are resistant to our efforts we've made good headway but should we know anything about their strengths and weaknesses
0: a lot of the more intangible creatures that remain here shadows specters they will be resistant to your weapons but inside the castle. "'It is strange. Uh, I believe that whatever effect, whatever magic Raedrin was up to, "'he was transforming himself and some of his colleagues into otherworldly creatures. "'I do not know what has become of Raedrin. "'He lies deep, deep beneath the castle, in a chamber that even I dare not enter. "'But I have witnessed what he has done with some of his others. "'He transformed at least two of them into Kai, like myself.' But they are not born to this realm. They are not prepared for its misery, its tragedy, its death. It has driven them mad. Now they guard the entrance to the caverns beneath. They, like me, can be fought with weapons and spell, but you will find them difficult foes. Here is our realm. Shadows are our ally, our weapon. As long as they have that, you will be at a disadvantage. There are also other powerful undead within the castle. Some of the Lord's servants or family, I do not know which, but uh, they have become creatures of undeath. Uh, some of them will be resistant to your spells, but most of them can be hacked with weapons. I have tangled with them on occasion in combat. Uh, what is the- this item you seek?
1: We seek a lantern, a lantern Lady Cecilia reportedly had.
0: I only know of Radrian because one of the mad undead constantly speaks of him. I've not heard of this Cecilia before. Uh, And a lantern, I've not. Any device of light was destroyed by the undead. They hate it. Light is their antithesis, as it is mine. Uh, We cannot abide the the light of your world in this place. Uh, Do you possibly.
1: Do you know of a tower? uh, A a mage's tower, possibly? Yes, I know
0: of the mage's tower. It is. He points behind him, uh, behind themselves. They point behind themselves to a door. There is an entrance hall. You will find uh, the door to the tower just beyond it, but it is heavily warded. Even I do not dare to try and pass through it. Uh, Powerful magics that seemingly survive whatever cataclysm befell here. But there is another entrance in the dining room behind the fireplace, a a tunnel, a passageway. However, the dining room is occupied by one of these undead. The mad one I spoke of earlier.
1: But these undead, radiant energy harms them more so, does it not?
0: Yes, I believe... Well, I cannot summon it myself. I know of such spells, have injured some of them in the past, but I cannot say it will work on all of them.
1: Right. Well, I know you say we're not on the same page, but we are in the same book. Is there anything... I know that you are beyond our mortal whatever, but is there anything we could possibly tempt you with, offer you to aid us any further beyond these walls as we complete our quest?
0: They definitely seem a little offended. Uh, There is no bribe. (laughs) There is no reward that I could give to break my vow to my queen.
1: But you won't be breaking your vow if you are destroying what she supposes should be... in turmoil, correct?
0: You do not understand what the misery of this place is. If the Queen has decreed that this misery is to continue, then it is to continue. Her wishes, her will, is not for you or I to decide.
1: I'm not asking to decide her will. I'm just wondering if what I wonder falls under her will.
0: If she believes it to be so, she will tell me. Just sounds nice. Yes.
1: Yeah, is there a way that we can contact her?
0: The Queen... If you wish to travel to the city of Nevernight, many leagues away from this place in the Shadowfell, by all means, you will need to cross over fully into the realm of death and shadow.
1: I've done worse. But that seems like it'll go off our path for now, so I guess we continue on. And Azara kind of looks at her crew. Thoughts?
2: Dining room. Dining. Sorry,
1: like, pointedly looks at Tarkal.
4: So, you're saying there's, the likelihood of this lantern being here is almost none, yes? I'm saying that if it is here, I do not believe it to be in these
0: upper, either it is in this major's tower that I cannot access, or it has been taken below. If it is a magical relic, it will not be so easily destroyed as the physical lanterns and torches this place once carried. As such, it may be taken down to where wherever Raedrin conducted his experiments. Perhaps they are storing it there, keeping it there. Or perhaps they could not access it. Perhaps they could not claim it from this mage's tower. I'm afraid that I cannot provide you any further answers onto its location.
4: So we make our way to the tower.
1: I agree. If it is warded against evil or against any entrance, one would suppose that the lantern remains there and we just have to retrieve it.
4: Jerkul! Yes, Clive?
0: Wasn't there
2: something else you were wanting for yourself that we were supposed to get for someone, but you are like, maybe we should
4: keep it? Figure, have you heard of a potion of youthfulness? You may call me Gallo. 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 Uh, Hello. Of- potions yes
0: there is an alchemist's laboratory it is just off of the entrance hall as well you will find uh alchemy supplies in there
4: thank you for your help surprising help
3: agnes uh as this all concludes also kind of steps forward and offers a hand and is like we appreciate your help we know you didn't have to help us and it hasn't gone unnoticed and she kind of like bows a little and thanks
0: your mage is more accurate. I am not interested in helping you for the sake of kindness. I am not here to befriend you. My job is to ward away mortals. You are choosing to ignore my warning. I cannot help you. I cannot dissuade you. I do not see a reason to fight you. That is all.
3: All the same, I thank you. And Agnes turns uh, to go. Okay. Before
1: we leave, Azar will say... Before we depart, your job is to protect mortals, is it not?
0: No, my job is to prevent unnecessary misery. Your job is
1: to prevent unnecessary suffering. Okay, I'm sorry I minced words. If we were to rest, could we count on you to ensure no harm will befall us before we continue on?
0: No.
2: Well, that would be suffering that seems not necessary, don't you think?
0: You have chosen to elect this path. Oh, yes. Yeah, point. That's point. You know... If you can find a place within the castle, you may barricade it. Perhaps the creatures there will not find you. Take your rest where you can. But at this point, you stand between a realm of death and life. You stand between the two. I am but a, a gatekeeper. My queen's eyes are not upon you. You are not marked for death, but nor are you marked for my saving. I have not been given instruction to aid you. Long have I wandered these realms. It's not my duty to watch over you, wizard. Especially with your impatience. You can see that there's a, this time, there's like that's a personal bit. like There's a personal irritation at Azara, specifically.
1: A little lightning flashes in Azara's eyes, and she goes, you know what? Gallo. I see that you have no free will and I see that you have just decided to follow this queen who seems delightful. Uh, uh, would so- you crackle
0: the lightning, by the way? Gallo yeah. raises their hand and blackness, like almost inky blackness, trails up their fingers. Azara, None like, free she's, she's,
1: not, she's not threatening him. She's just angry at him. And she just goes, and we will continue on and you will continue to do whatever it is you do and i hope that you have a a lovely service to your raven queen and she just kind of keeps walking
0: hope has no place in either realm only death
1: azara just rolls her eyes and scoffs and keeps walking sure
0: yeah uh there's definitely a sense of uh uh, gallo they just step out of the way and they just gesture to the looming dark doors they just watch Those of you who pass by them, there is this heavy sense whenever you get close enough, you know, within sort of 10, 15 feet of them, you just feel this oppressive weight, like this burden on your shoulders, but also on your soul, on your heart. It becomes hard to even imagine surviving this place or imagine hope as even just being close to this figure, this this aura of despair threatens to overwhelm you. And they just look at you with these cold, sad eyes uh, as they watch you kind of enter in. Um, The doors creak open. And you stare into what now appears to be a entrance hall, a castle entrance hall. Something not too unfamiliar, especially to Azara and Agnes, of a court. You know, a castle's court, you know, an entrance hall. You see grand rugs now completely drained of any color they once have as a drab gray. You see chandeliers overhead with tiny blue flickering candles still lit. uh, their blue flames casting no light down upon you. And the walls themselves lined with suits of armor that seem to eerily just stand in eternal silence, watching, waiting as you make your way through. You do notice uh, there is an L-shaped corridor. It goes to the right, and there appears to be... I've got to get up my map now. Uh, So as you enter the main doors, there appears to be another door directly opposite you where you've just come in, set into uh, the wall. Uh, There is also a door to your right, and then uh, to the left, the corridor seems to curve into an L-shape and heads towards the back of the castle. Uh, You also notice, looking around unlike outside, the shadows here still do that weird thing where the shadows are kind of almost seeming to shift and move on their own. It's far more pronounced. The whole room almost at times seems to tilt or shift or stretch or shrink as you look around it. And in the corners of the room, you almost see, like, cracks of grey, fuzzy light that just seem to hang suspended in the air, oozing just a sense of misery and despair this place like is pretty do? sad
4: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> welcome to sad town <laughs> sadfell the sad lands the sad lands sadland
1: sad <laughs> the yeah, uh, uh, oh you can check out merch in the sad lands but
3: can <laughs> 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 i um, do my super perception check just see if I notice anything yeah, like, sure. dangerous um, as we move
0: forward what's your passive actually Agnes before even making a check
3: my passive is 23
0: 23 you definitely notice some things <clears throat> coming from that L shape to the left you hear the sounds of movement subtle movement you can almost hear like a muffled voice just like <clears throat> kind of almost like muttered conversation coming from some sort of room beyond you also hear scraping like a kind of china on wood or like bones on stone coming from that direction um gallo will point uh in the direction of the l-shaped corner the dining room awaits that way. Uh, some sort of ballroom points to the right through there. your alchemist chamber directly ahead of you. Good luck. And then the door is shut.
3: Well, so I don't notice anything like particularly dangerous or anything, probably. You don't see
0: any tripwires, you don't see any runes, you don't see any visible signs of like a trap or anything like that. You don't see any creatures hiding in the shadows. Suits of armor are a little creepy. They just stood there. Normally they'd be quite polished and pretty, but they're taking on like a different sheen to them.
3: If I'm taking special note of those, I want to walk over and investigate one.
0: Yeah seems to be a suit uh not a full plate armor probably chain mail with a kind of helmet with a stand with kind of pauldrons and uh you know uh breastplate over it but not a full set of plate armor on a stand um just seems to be waiting there
3: can i um can i take a piece of it
0: you want to take
3: like a gauntlet like if it has a metal gauntlet yeah, right or like, like a, a bracer
0: gauntlet. you reach up for the bracer as your fingers touch it, this intense shock of cold from the cold metal spreads through your fingers. Then it comes loose and you take a gauntlet.
3: Do I notice anything about it? Like, I'm going to look even closer. If if it felt so cold, is there anything, like, magical about it that I sense or anything like that? Just a gauntlet. Okay. Metal gauntlet. And to be clear, is this like a Thanos gauntlet? Like, it has fingers and stuff?
0: Uh this would be mm, I wouldn't think it I don't think it would be a fully articulated gauntlet. This is more like a bracer uh that's kind okay. of like arranged on the armor. It's not like a full gauntlet. These aren't be, full suits It'd be of way armor.
3: cooler, Mark, if it had fingers.
0: Well, maybe.
3: That's okay. not though. All right. Just just saying
0: yeah you stand in this corridor in the dim lights you can see these kind of weird gray cracks that seem to hover in the air along the walls and in the corners the room does that awful kind of stretching motion as you look down it uh towards this l-shaped corridor It seems to stretch on and it snaps back
1: uh azara will kind of just turn to the to the group and say well i guess we must find this second entrance in the dining hall behind a fireplace. But I think we should also keep our eyes out for, I can't believe I'm saying this as Gallo suggested, a room we could possibly barricade ourselves in if we need to take a rest. We have a long journey, a hard journey, an arduous journey ahead of us. And as I suppose I'm the only one with the magic that can severely damage some of these creatures it's going to be tough.
3: Also, in less than an hour, you won't be able to stand again. We have the potion of strength.
1: So we have about an hour and a half to get all of this done.
4: Well, if we're looking for a rest, we're looking to recover. True. Then perhaps we can barricade ourselves in the alchemist's working place room.
3: I like this thinking.
1: I, I too like this thinking. And if there may be something, some potions of strength some added ones worst case scenario the rest does not help me then and this just Maybe. kind of trails off sure so to the alchemist chamber okay oh whoa uh,
0: the you head on over <laughs> it and cool. it's <laughs> directly it's almost directly opposite you you go to one of these kind of studded wooden doors like studded with metal rivets a uh, very old school castle door um do you just try and open it? Who's, who's going to just, like, you know, somebody's just going to go up and open it? Mine, open just, like, having
4: said tank. that, I was already, like, walking. Like, we should go okay. to the outside. <laughs> right. So, Taco,
0: you get there. You go to open it. Locked.
2: I'll bash that shit.
1: Pass <laughs> right over the rogue who can pick locks. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm,
4: like, literally, I'm, like, pulling out my kisses. <laughs> over, like, I've done this so many times. This will be so cool. easy. And then just... Over <laughs> your head? <laughs> yeah. There's just yeah. a vase? Oh.
2: Show you how to pick a lock. I'll pick not to unlock it.
0: <laughs> sure. Give me All a, right. uh, give me a uh, straight up damage roll, Clive, if you're just trying to smash the door down.
1: All right. I just like mm. to imagine Tarkle on his knees in front of the lock and right above his head, just a mace slams into the <laughs> door.
0: <laughs> 10. 10 points of damage. You yep. create a big enough hole in the door uh, that, yeah, you can kind of then reach in and sort of rip it off of its kind of
4: locking system. You can kind of smash it through. Uh, yeah, the door I'm is now broken. Yes, as that happens, I look up and I was like, so we were going to barricade ourselves behind that door. Hmm. Um, you did a good job. destroying. <sighs>
1: uh.
0: <laughs> However, it does lead into the room itself, uh, which appears to be A sort of of scholar's study. One wall is lined with bookshelves with a small ladder set up against the side of them. Uh, You can see a kind of chaise long chair set against a uh, leaded barred window uh, that seems to be set out looking uh, behind the castle into the mountains. There is also a uh, desk, a writing desk, as well as a crucible, a large stone basin upon around which number of alchemical uh, supplies, uh, potions, vials, and and all sorts of chemical equipment seems to be arranged. When you step in, and as the door now kind of like swings a little bit too open and closed, uh, the splinters of wood kind of scattered all over the floor... There is the sense, as you step in, you kind of look around, you can see that there's still a few kind of uh, potion vials set out on the desk. Uh, There appear to be a number of drawers that maybe you can search through as well. Um, Several of the books fall off the shelf. Just
1: Um, Since we are planning to hopefully take a long rest soon, I'm going to cast Detect Magic
0: okay just to see if there are also
1: any magical items in here
0: yeah you cast detect magic uh three of the potions in fact two potions on the desk light up with Mm -hmm. uh i believe it would be uh potions of healing i guess would be evocation because i think cure wounds is evocation so they kind of register with evocation Mm -hmm. um they appear to be glowing on the desk you Mm -hmm. also see just very faintly hidden in one of the desk drawers there appears to be a glow coming from within although you can only just barely see it um that seems to be kind of like a and in fact actually it probably wouldn't even be a drawer. it it looks like it's like a part of the desk that you couldn't normally get to like you're kind of like looking you're almost seeing through the wood itself at this this vibrant glow
1: um i'm going to cautiously walk over to the to the desk and and Take a potion that glows and see if anything happens. Nothing happens. Cool. I'm going to take the other one that glows.
0: Cool. One of the books um, falls off the uh, bookshelf. Just then,
1: I'm the going to...
0: room suddenly drops in temperature. Yeah, ice begins frosting yeah. over the glass yeah. itself. Yeah. Why are you here? And that's where we're going to win the episode today. Ah! Oh,
1: oh, spicy ghosts.
0: Ghosty times ghost Sad yes. ghost castle
3: ghost ghost Sad ghost, Sand, ghost castle
0: but yeah uh, that's where we're going to win the episode today, so because we've we've cut it short on a couple of them and I want to make sure we had time to do shout outs and stuff like that so hey. I that's have a, a quick d and
3: d question because I was reminded how great my passive perception is yeah if I roll a perception check. Can it not be lower than my passive perception? No.
0: So it's different things, right? So passive perception is passive perception is just picking up things without spending any physical effort to do that, right? So as a as a DM, I try and factor that in that when Agnes walks around, if there's a creature hidden in a room, if it's le- if its stealth is lower than Agnes's passive, you should get a clue that something is in there. The mm-hmm. way that I try and rule passive is passive perception should give you the clues that then prompts you to learn more by examining the room and role-playing and exploring and using your other skills, right? A perception check is like, hey, I want to find a specific thing or... I'm wary that something's in here now. I'm going to make an active check to try and find it. So that's right. how I try and do it. Like passive is a good thing for like giving away clues. So like if you were in a dungeon corridor and you know, Agnes's perception, I might describe, Oh Agnes, you see that there's a thin wire that strips, stretches across the thing. You don't know what it connects to. You don't know how it works, but you see the wire. Right. Or maybe you notice that there's like one of the tiles on the floor is ever so slightly raised more than the others. again, you, that could be a red herring it might not be you don't know but that's what i kind of see passive for
3: that makes total sense thank you yeah i learned like three new D things this session we're
0: learning we're learning the concentration is- one comes up so much because in high rollers i have a lot of spellcasters, so we are constantly checking for concentration and making sure that's one thing that we've we've uh we still mess up but yeah
3: i it's- feel like i have it's strange. I wonder if Chris Perkins plays it differently because he never lets me cast spells when I'm concentrating. But maybe, <laughs> maybe he just chose not to make that distinction for me.
0: Maybe the raw rules is that you can cast if you cast another spell with concentration, concentration on the first spell goes away. Maybe if you get that's knocked it. Out, yeah. So maybe that's, that's... I was
3: just like not paying enough attention.
0: <laughs> maybe. I mean, the thing is, is D and D is a rules heavy game, dude. Like, yeah. I don't expect. Like, I don't know half the stuff. I'm still figuring stuff out. Um. So yeah. It happens. That was cool. Cool. Uh, right. Anything else from anybody? And then we'll do shouts. Anything? No, good session. It's fun. Good sesh. You happy? Yeah. yeah. Good. I'm, just reading. Happy?
1: I'm, just, I'm just reading cleric spells. Sorry. <laughs> sorry spells.
0: Uh, <laughs> Nate, don't, uh, did you add Drift Globe? Because that is a physical item as well. So there yes. should be a and d Beyond entry for it and stuff. Cool.
1: Oh, how many healing potions did I just get?
0: Two greater healing potions.
1: Dope!
2: I got the Drift Globe. I didn't get the other stuff.
0: So, yeah, the other stuff is uh, there was a golden necklace worth, uh, a golden necklace worth, where is it? A hundred gold, um, a gold signet ring of House Bray Winter worth 50 gold um, and a sealed scroll case, uh, which if you open contains a scroll of protection from evil good. Cool. That's important. Yeah, that's it. Bam, bam, bam. Um, who
4: wants to go first i got a lot to say i'll go first hi guys i'm shady penguin uh i've been playing so much pokemon it's insane i literally sleep and i see pokemon or chess those are the only two things i've dreamt about for the past two weeks wait video game or card game uh video game i know i'm sorry (laughs) Oh, it's all, I know. <laughs> I still open lots of Pokemon cards, but uh, I haven't been playing. But I, yeah, so if you want to see me play, what is literally the hardest Nuzlocke I've ever done in my entire life? Nuzlocke is just hard mode Pokemon. Come out tomorrow, Twitch.tv/slash penguin around 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm always late. Check is the L at me. It's really fun to berate me. Uh, and I'm also learning chess, like I said. So I'll be playing that probably next week after I beat the hardest Nuzlocke of my life. Um, and that's that's really all I'm doing right now. I'm gonna tag. Uh, I'm gonna tag Mika
1: oh god i was looking at cleric spells hi i am mika burton uh you can find me at mika burton uh i also have a dog and her instagram is at reenies wild shape i also ride horses now a lot more um and so at mika strides is my horseback riding instagram because you know that's a thing that cool horse kids do um Everything i'm not content. it's content i'm not doing things right now that i can talk about i have like five nda things going on but uh past things that I've done, you should go check out uh, Critter Hug on the Critical World channel. Um, and that's it. I'm going to tag Nate.
2: Hey, I'm Nate. I was told that uh, some people were trying to get me to use Danger Sense during the session and just thought I would read what that actually does, which is advantage on dex saving throws, which would have served me absolutely nothing in this. So just a Except when way.
3: you were trying to evade the damage from erupting earth.
2: Mm, no, no, no. No, because also a friendly reminder is even if someone has something, maybe they don't want to use it. So either way, friendly reminder, don't backseat game. I tag Anna.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Great. I'm a big fan. uh, I've been, well, actually, first of all, Mika and I did something yesterday for Twitch. Uh, Twitch hired us to help celebrate International Women's Day and Women's History Month. So we did an hour long talk on my Twitch channel, Slash Anna Prosser about found family so you guys will recognize a lot of the stories we tell and a lot of the feels we have if you want to go watch that and you also may know Kate Welsh from c-team and various other things she uh designed her overlay so a little shout out and thanks to Kate Aww. for doing that for free because she loves us Kate's great she's great wonderful um I will not be on extra brains this Friday because I'm going on a little stay k for you know well-being which is great but the following week on friday we're doing a show um where we're going to brainstorm about grief which i think is a really important thing to talk about that we often don't talk about and make a lot of assumptions about so i hope you'll come join that's on my channel next friday at 1 p.m pacific and um i guess that's all that i have to, to say about live things until next Tuesday when we will be back. But if you're looking for other D&D stuff to watch, I also did Pawns and Patrons this last weekend with Live in Pink, Seltzer, Koibu, and Silent Osiris, which is always a really good time. And that VOD is also on my channel if you wanna go check it out. And I think Mark has not said stuff yet.
0: I have not, thank you. Uh, there's a bunch of things. Um, the first one I always mention, please do check out my other D&D show, High Rollers DD. D&D. Five years been doing it. Uh, big epic sci-fi fantasy campaign going on at the moment. Uh, we also do a little bit of Curse of Strahd If you've got some Curse of Strahd vibes that you want to go and fulfill, um, we do that on the High Rollers D&D channel. You can find them on Twitter as well. That's my main thing that I do. Uh, a couple of th- exciting things, D&D things related uh, at the moment as well one Candlekeep keep mysteries is out i believe next week uh and that includes my adventure my first official D adventure in that the price of beauty there's a few interviews going out uh that's got some more details on that and also uh going live tomorrow on the pax australia twitch channel uh, i ran uh my adventure the price of beauty from candle keep mysteries for uh Alyssa grant luke lancaster dan uh natoli and Dale Kingsmill, um, Alyssa Grant from Penny Arcade, I'm sure you know, and then Luke and Dan from the packs Australia team. And then Dale's got a cool D&D uh, YouTube channel. Uh, I ran it for them, and it was a really super fun game that I did this morning, and that should be uh, aired tomorrow. Uh, please come and check that out. It was a lot of fun. They did a really great job. Uh, you should come and check that out. And then also tomorrow uh, in the evening, I'm running a, a D&D one-shot for Code Miko, the streamer. So if you're uh, aware of who Code Miko is, it's going to be a very cardic one-on-one D&D adventure. So come and check that out. Uh, and that's it that's all I'm going to talk about Uh, thanks very much everybody we will see you next week for more nights of evening star take then take then till care we love you goodbye bye take